Welcome to the BBL Show, the show that deep dives into everything British Basketball League, from analysis and what fans are saying across social media, to getting up close and personal with stars from around the league as they share their stories and the culture of the game. We'll even have special guests drop by from time to time. New episodes drop every two weeks, so subscribe to the BBL's YouTube channel and your favorite streaming platforms so you don't miss an episode. Welcome to episode three of the BBL show. I'm your co-host, Drew Lasker, and my co-host, old fans, you know who he is, but those that's just joined this journey with us, this guy's had a career that's taken him to Spain, UK, China to name a few, followed by a coaching stint with his hometown club. Now he's Mr. CEO of Gloucester Sport, Jay Mary. Welcome to the house, my man. I am back. It's great to be back and uh, ready to go. Episode three, let's do it. Well, in the off season, are you in shape? You've been working out? I've seen a couple social media posts, but you know, you know how social media, you got to take it with a grain of salt. Uh, I'm lifting shape right now. Okay. Let's, let's leave it like that. So we can't sprint the floor? Uh, no sprints, no thanks. Okay. Well, hey, man, this has been 100 episodes. This journey started us on September 22nd. 2020 and just talk about how the league has evolved over this time. Yeah, it's changed a lot. There's so much content out there. That's the thing that's really, really changed. And people are starting to see that the BBL has real talent in this league. Absolutely. And we're live here from Newcastle. Well, we just seen the Newcastle Eagles pick up their second victory of the season. Your first visit to Virtue Motors Arena. Describe the environment here tonight. Uh, just love the whole thing. Uh, decided to take a walk uh, from the city centre there and just arriving to, to, to the stadium was a fantastic um, uh, thing to behold. Uh, and then coming into the foyer, fantastic again, another great job. Um, and this arena, wow, you know, just taking that all in. The war flags, the war flags, that is a nice touch. Tough, I really, tough, really like tough. that as well. Um, so, yeah, just really thankful to be here today. It was great. I mean, what we're looking forward to is when the rest of the 10 teams in the league get their own arena as well. We already got a couple, so the rest of the half of the league is on their way. But we got a jam-packed show for you guys today, kicking things off with hot topics. Then we're followed by Newcastle Eagles' Chloe Gaynor. And then we're joined, headlined by Newcastle Eagles star, Javion Hamlet, and then the social media spy. And then finally, we are joined by special guest, Newcastle Eagles legend, Charles Smith. Stay locked. Let's get things burning with hot topics. And the hottest topic around the league that no one is talking about is the Leicester Riders, currently sitting at two and three. Uncharted territory for a team that's won five of the last six league's titles. And just to put that in perspective, they only lost two games all last season. So Jay, you've been able to sit back in the weeds from the background. What have you observed with the Leicester Riders? Yeah, I'm just going to keep it simple. It's, it's the general effect, right? Um, and, and yes, you know, Gino is a fantastic player, but it's the timing as well in which that he left. That team was clearly built around him. And that has changed now. That dynamic has changed and that takes time. You know, it doesn't matter if you, you, you've got a Hall of Fame coach right there, You've got some great players, but they're all now trying to find their feet in different roles. If yeah. you look at Loving being a little bit more aggressive offensively, that's going to take time to get used to. And it's unfair to even try and compare Gino with Thornton. They're two very different point guards. Um, so it's going to take time and offensively and defensively, just those little tweaks and knowing each other so well. Um, you know, I was really surprised last season with Patrick Wheeling coming in and it just like, it looked like he fit a puzzle piece. You know, yeah. that's, that's very rare. So I think we're getting treated to some great moments and we just have to be a little bit patient and uh, trust in Rob. Yeah, well, 
We've been spoiled, right? Because like I mentioned, what they did last season was totally unprecedented. I'm just gonna read down. They were number one in points, the number one defense in the league, number one free throw percentage, number one in defensive rebounds, and number one in three-point percentage. I seriously doubt that we'll see a team playing at that level again. And if you fast forward to this season, currently a team that's been always known for their defense currently ranked eighth in the league and also second in points. So their point, this point scoring is still up there, but they've mm -hmm. taken a massive dip defensively. But as you mentioned, and Rob, we trust. This is going to take a little bit of time, so Leicester Riders fans just be a little bit, of, little bit patient. I'm sure they'll get things back on track. Everything's fine, guys. Everything's Don't panic. fine. Don't panic. Let's transition, though, and uh, we want to introduce our first guest, uh, WBBL Newcastle Eagles star, Chloe Gaynor. Welcome to the show. Chloe hey, what's Gaynor. What's up, girl? Hey, Chloe, how are you? Good, how are you? Yeah, good. Let's jump right into it. Let's yeah. get going, shall yeah. we? So, um, you know, last season was a season of change. It was a tough season. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is a season anew. What are you looking forward to about this season? What's different? And what goals have you set yourselves? Yeah, I think we're looking towards a bit more stability. Um, you know, uh, a season now where Noelia has a full year running at it. Um, yeah. You know, we still had some change with, you know, Antoinette coming in late. We've had Maggie um, and some injuries. You know, we had to unfortunately miss the game at Essex um, because of that. But looking forward to getting some games on our belts as a unit and, and progressing through that. But you talk about the injuries, but how satisfying is it now to actually have a roster because you guys started, started off the season very thin and over the last couple of weeks you've beefed up that roster a little bit. Yeah, yeah, no, it's good now to have, you know, a, a roster where we can rotate and, you know, we have people that can contribute and come in and, and make an impact um, now so we can start really competing and getting the, the reps under our belt that we need and, and finding our, our style and, you know, rhythm. Yeah. So g give me your early thoughts on the league right now. How, how does it look this season? Are you excited by the prospects of the teams you're about to face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this season's been really interesting so far. Like the, the league almost is split in three, I would say, mm -hmm. right now. Um, I like that. So it, it's, it's, an interesting, it's an interesting prospect looking ahead at what's coming up. Um, and I'm looking forward to, to competing against all of them because I think at any given time, Anyone can beat anyone. Well, let's be specific. You say it's it's mapped into three. Mm -hmm. what, Grab my what, mind. Yeah, what is the three? <laughs> well, you know, London dominate, so they're they're up there, and I, I think you know, watching last week, Georgia was. I agreed pretty much with Georgia with what she said about the top four. Um, I think they're Seven Oaks and Sheffield very competitive, always have been, um, unless they put up a good fight. You know, we saw them in preseason, um, and they've got some some good players. Um, that's come through, so I think they'll be up there as well. Um, and then down to the bottom, we've seen some, we've seen some scores this year. Like there's been some blowouts. Mm -hmm. um, so it's been interesting to see the mix of of teams. You know, Oakland's have uh, the academy kids coming in, and now they've bolstered their roster with a few, a few senior players. Um, and you know, we don't know what to expect yet from Durham um, with them. You know, starting the season a little late, so it'll be interesting to go to go throughout the league through Christmas and into the new year and see see who comes up. Yeah, little shout out for Coach Newby as well. That's been great to that's, see that's him huge. back yeah. coaching as well. Uh, you know, a great name in the BBL also. Mm -hmm. um, kind of my final question for you really is, can anyone challenge this London Lions <laughs> team or is it unsurmountable? And I feel like we ask this question every single week. <laughs> have to. 
Yeah, and everyone's going to say, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, they've got some great talent, and they've got a great coach in Mark. Uh, you know, fortunate myself to have, have played for him. Um, so I think people can challenge them, and I think it's interesting to look at how different teams approach the game against mm. them. Like, some really go in and like, oh, we'll just try new stuff. Some go in and they're just like, well, we'll, we'll see what we get. Um, and I think Seven Oaks and can give them a challenge. You know, we saw last year in the final, they, they stuck with them for quite some time. Uh, Sheffield, again, have a good team. So it'll be interesting to see what, what those scores look like. Just to put things into perspective, the London Lions now have gone 552 days domestically without a loss. So um, hopefully the yeah. Newcastle Eagles can put the first chink in there. I mean, armor. they got the target on the back. No one else is. So they're the ones that everyone wants to beat. Take I like that. Them. Strangling them with their own <laughs> yeah. pressure. Yeah, yeah. I like they, that they gotta live up to it. <laughs> exactly. Well, let's switch gears. So we've obviously talked about teams. Let's talk. Be more specific about individual players. And obviously, you being a post player, I want you to give me your top three most dominant post players in the WBBL. Or mm, well, Azania has to be up there from London. I mean, yeah. she's dominated uh, internationally as well uh, for GB. And speaking um, of domination, last year in the Cup Finals, Cup Final MVP, nine for nine from the field, didn't even miss a shot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't all layups, like it was middies, it was outside jumpers, it was the whole bag. Yeah, even when we went into the final, I was like, well, <laughs> thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I tried. Yeah, so. didn't mean to bring uh, that back up. Yeah, know. thanks, Drew. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, fuck you. <laughs> um, but no, she's, she's dominated for years, and she's someone that I look forward to playing against um, and learning from too, watching, watching her play. So she's definitely, I would say, the most dominant post player that we have in the league. And then there's also Ashley at Leicester. She's come back, played at Nottingham previously. I remember back when I was at Barking, she was, she was there and um, top of the scouting report. Like, you know, you know she can do a multitude of different things. Got the three, you got the, like, you, you know, you got to be switched on the entire time. So she's, she's someone that you, every team has to watch out for. Yeah. Um, and 1,500 points in her career, which only 12 players in the WBBL yeah. has accomplished that feat. Yeah, it speaks for itself, really. Yeah. Like, she hasn't even played, you know, for the entirety of the league that's been going on so far. So for her to do that in the time that she has been in the league, it's pretty solid. So, uh, and then my third one is uh, Carly Murphy from uh, Sheffield. Mm -hmm. uh, she's had some, some really good games so far this season and showed that she can dominate. Not that she's that tall, but you know, she uses her body well, rebounds well, has a good IQ. So I think she's going to be a one to look out for in the league. Walking Obviously. double double right there. Yeah, apart from my own teammates too, you know. Yeah. Antoinette yeah. and Katie. I mean, Katie, like, her <laughs> stats has been <laughs> crazy. 20 and 20, and like, yeah. it's been crazy. Yeah. How's it been playing with her? It's nice. It's nice to play with, with post players. I, I love the high low game and, and stuff like that. So. Uh, I enjoy having teammates that that can I can play with and, and bounce off of. So having them two on the floor, is, is, I'm looking forward to, to having that experience more now. Yeah. We take a look at the screen there, Chloe, um, for round six in the WBB, WBBL. Only three uh, matches there, but besides your own squad, which matchup are you most looking forward to? I'm really looking forward to the Sheffield Seven Oaks matchup. Mm. Uh, you know, those are the two that I think their target in London. Um, they're looking for that second spot. I know Georgia last week said she was eyeing second and I think Hannah Shaw said if they don't, it'll be a failure. So 
uh, you know, they put that on themselves, but them and Seven Oaks are going to be a, a great matchup. Um, Who wins that matchup? Mm. It's, that's a tough question. I think Sheffield wins it. I think okay. Sheffield wins it. Um, I think they got a lot of firepower inside. Uh, and we saw when we went down there uh, a couple of weeks ago against Seven Oaks that inside we, we dominated even with uh, with myself out and just playing one one post for the majority of the time. You know, Katie and Antoinette uh, working together. We had some luck inside, so uh, I think Sheffield going down there will be will be a good matchup and it should be interesting. Well, make sure you guys lock in to the YouTube channel to catch all the WBBO action and see if there's anybody out there that can take down the London Lions. Chloe, we thank you for joining us today. Where can people find you on the socials? Uh, at Chloe Gaynor. <laughs> Very simple. <laughs> thanks for your time. Cheers, thanks. Thanks, Chloe. Appreciate it. Well, let's get into our guest. He comes from Memphis, Tennessee, second year pro that spent his career in Pro B France, Israel, and the NBA G League. Now he's suiting up for the most successful franchise in the British Basketball League. And speaking of British Basketball League, currently sitting at fifth at 19 points a game. Let's welcome Newcastle Eagles star, Javion Hamlet. Doing? What's up, boy? Welcome to the show, Thanks sir. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for joining us today. And let's just get straight to things. A great win tonight here. Um, so you guys currently sit at two and five. Um, the Eagles' worst start in about 30 years. What do you attribute the early struggles to? Uh, just being, <clears throat> us just being new, just learning each other. You know, uh, we got a new coach, new players coming in. You know, um, basically, we just got to learn each other. And uh, I feel like we showed some glimpses of that tonight, you know, uh, uh, gelling and getting together and uh, just coming together just to win. Yeah. Uh, so obviously you had a great personal game tonight, 31 points. But one thing that I love seeing, I read an article about uh, you talking about being a winner. Mm -hmm. And I thought that really stood out to me because you weren't talking about any facets of the game in particular. You were talking about getting it done. Mm -hmm. So with this group, you know, they show glimpses tonight, like you just said. How do you plan to instill this into this group and help you guys move forward and challenge this year? Me just uh, leading by my uh, actions, you know, uh, just telling them like, man, come on, like, this is what we do. When we win, everybody look good. So like, we gotta just compete and go out there and just win. That's the only way I can instill it into them and just trying to kill them every day at practice. You know, <laughs> you know, trying to win every drill at practice. You get know? them going, yeah. Yeah, get them going just like, like that. So that's what I do. Well, let's be more specific about tonight. As I mentioned, you guys picked up your second league win. And what was most impressive for me an offense that seemed to be struggling to get out of second gear. Besides yourself, obviously, you put up 108 points on the board. What was the focus in training this week to get your offense going? Man, really, Coach Mark uh, really emphasized spacing, you know, getting it back to the second and third side because don't too many teams want to guard the second and third side. And I feel like we're getting better each and every uh, game, each and every week at practice on getting it back to the second and third side and, and uh, executing better. So that's what we did tonight. And that's what stood out to me is that I saw the ball pop mm -hmm. a lot more. And and for you, who was already averaging 19 points a game, you actually had your biggest game of the season with 31. So how, how did that influence you tonight? Man, really just getting it, like I said, getting it back to the second and third side because teams don't really want to guard. And, you know, um, he always tell me all the time, like, I be dribbling, over dribbling too much. Mm. So he want me to get it off the second and third side because that's when I'm most dangerous. So that's what we were doing tonight and it was working for us. Yeah, yeah, and I feel, yeah. I feel like um, 
coming into this game, the ball all was kind of getting sticky with you. Mm -hmm. And now that it moves more, mm -hmm. it's harder for the defense to load up to you. So yeah. I definitely seen that being more yeah. um, successful for yeah. you guys moving forward. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, I mean, it, that, that's something I noticed in some of the games that we watched before. Like you said, that movement is a lot better. Defense is spread out more. It allows you to attack. But one thing I want to focus on, one of the things I love about your game is the poise that you have in the paint. Mm. It's unbelievable. I don't think I've seen it for a really, really long time in this league, especially. Like, who taught you that move? Where did you attribute that in particular? Uh, man, playing in North Texas, man, my coach, uh, Grant McCaslin, uh, I used to jump in the air a lot passing the ball. So... Like he said, you know, great players play on uh, two feet. And I used to always watch Jalen Brunson. I don't know if y'all know who that is. Mm -hmm. He played for the uh, yeah. New York Knicks point New guard. New York Knicks, yeah, at Villanova. Mm -hmm. How he posts, like, because I'm a big guard, and how he posts uh, point guards up and playing off two feet. So just, just doing it, just working at that, that's, that's where it came from. Yeah, and what I compared you to on the, on the commentary tonight for Sky Sports is, you reminded me of James Harden because there was a stat that I saw years ago that James Harden, out of every athlete, was the best athlete in the world at stopping. Mm -hmm. And that's what, he, you talk about that poise there, mm -hmm. you're able to go from fifth gear and you can just literally stop on a dime mm -hmm. and and slow from fifth gear to first gear. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that's somebody that you I appreciate, I appreciate the comment. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. Appreciate Maybe it, we're highlighting it too much because people have got the scouting report out now, but uh, I, I really enjoy it. I didn't yeah. say your pockets is deep as James Harden, but you know what I mean? Your game, yeah. your game aligns. Yeah. But I mean, you a bucket getter, as yeah. I mentioned. So. Let's just get into the landscape of the league. Who are your top three bucket getters in the BBL? Top three bucket getters, I'm going to go with David Sloan, Sam Decker, and Dirk Williams. Ooh. I'm going to go with them three. You know, That's what, what, what do they do in particular that takes them to the, the, the top of the charts? Three very different players, by the way. Three very different skill sets. Like, what is it that they do that you just think is, it puts them just above the rest? Efficiency. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know them being efficient. You know, this is what you got to go off of being efficient. Like, I think David scored thirty six off like, like, fifteen shots. Mm. Like, that's efficient. Sam Decker came in here and he had like twenty three, twenty four off like nine, ten shots. So, that's efficient. So, in twenty minutes, by the way. Minutes, you <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? So, yeah. That's definitely yeah. like big. So, I go off efficiency. Yeah, well, let's get a little bit more into you personally. As I mentioned at the top, you come from Memphis, Tennessee. Just talk about who was your inspiration growing up? Man, Allen Iverson. I used to always like watching Allen Iverson. Like, that's why I got the tattoo. Okay. Like, number three. Just the swag he had. Just everything. Just how he carried himself and how the people loved him. And, you know, him just being him. Mm. You know, that's what I pick up on me. Just me being me. That's what people, that's what draw people to me. Yeah, I mean, one of the things about him is, he, he, you know, he set a new culture, mm -hmm. which was, you know, the, the sneakers, like you said, the tattoos, yeah. the swag, yeah. the way that he played, the yeah. crossover, the signature yeah. crossover he got Jordan with. That yeah. was fantastic. Yeah. So, you know, we're focusing on the NBA a little bit. And, and again, going back to an article that I read mm -hmm. uh, on yourself, you, you very much talked about keeping this NBA dream alive. Mm -hmm. um, you know, what, what does that mean to you? And, and do you have some steps in your mind of how you're going to get there? Or are you just kind of leaving it in the hands of your performances? Man, really just God. That's the only way I'm going to get there. Just God. You know, I'm a big firm believer. Like, when you're working hard and I'm praying for what I want, like, it's going to happen. So, I feel like everything else is going to take care of itself. So, I feel like he's going to get me there for sure. Yeah. One thing we want to do with this show is we want to allow fans to get to know the, the person. Obviously, we know you on the court. Mm -hmm. what, what is something that people don't know about you? 
I'm real laid back. You know, I'm very cool. Like people probably think because I don't talk as much that I'm like that I'm stuck up or something like that. But I'm real cool. If somebody come up to me or asking me questions, I'm I'm very outspoken and stuff like that. That's what that's what people really don't know about. Okay, so you've waited three episodes for it. Your social media spy is back, and I chose to focus on a little bit of a different reaction to the changes in Newcastle. So I picked out Paul Barron on Twitter, uh, who said way too many changes to the roster this early in the season. Can't see how the team will ever gel. What, what are your thoughts on um, that? You know, obviously there's some heavy change at the moment, but is that down to a new project and trying to build that? Man, we don't get caught up in that, you know, social media or what other people saying, like we, we gelling with us, you know, so coach mm -hmm. always tell us don't worry about what the outside know is talking about. So we don't really pay attention to that. Love you know, that. As long as we come in here and put it together and we win, that's all they gonna matter at the end. But has there been any challenges from you personally? Because if you think about it at North Texas, you're not having people coming in and out because mm -hmm. you got scholarship players. Yeah. And obviously with you being a young pro, this is something that you never seen before. Mm -hmm. So has there been any challenges from your perspective? Oh, uh, no, not really because like I said, my first year I knew it's, it's a business. It's a cutthroat business. Yeah. So, you know, uh, that's all I can say is cutthroat business. So, you gotta get used to it. You gotta get adjusted to it, you know? So, it changes, so, you know. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, you've got some veteran presence in that group who, mm -hmm. who understand what you're trying to do and yeah. the challenges. Uh, and I, I enjoy that inner focus, you know, that, that, that's a big key for me. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's good to get your reaction because for, for us, it's, it's trying to decide between, is it the GB, was, was that kind of a distraction? And now we're trying to figure out what the team is kind of late in the game, or is it, like you said, it, it's this new project. We are coming into a new era of the Newcastle Eagles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. We working every day. Like, that's all I can say. We working every day. The changes that come in, we're going to get them adjusted to it. Whatever Paul and coach, you know, best decide for the team, that's what's best for the team, you know? So we don't question it. We come here to do our job. That's their job to try to find guys and find people that's right for the system. So that's what we do. Well said, my man. But we're going to move things along. And Javion, you knew, you're new to Newcastle, but you've probably seen this guy's statue somewhere around the city. <laughs> and this guy has won 21 titles, winning the league MVP in 2015. And to add to that, has over 7,000 points. Has a lot of nicknames. They call him the Prince, the Bucket Getter, whatever you want to call him. Let's welcome Charles Chuck Smith in the house. Charlie Buckets, welcome to the show, my man. What's going on, man? Good to see you, brother. See you too. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, it's our pleasure, man. Charles, welcome. My man. Let's, <laughs> let's, take, let's, let's take a stroll. I'm hey. going to pick you up full court today, okay. and we're going to get into some questions. That's, so let's a, mismatch. Start That's a mismatch, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to hide the fact that it's a mismatch. Uh, you know, it's great to catch up with the legend, um, and I got tasked with picking one individual moment. Uh, there's so many times you have broken my heart. I appreciate that, Charles, but right. we're going to focus on the 2012 Cup Final 39 personal points um, against, and I had front row seats um, sitting on the bench for the Plymouth Raiders. Right. So I kind of want to focus out, I want to start with asking you the question was, did you know coming into the building, did you feel that matchup and feel like you were going to be aggressive? Or was it um, the moment you knew you took it? I mean, coming into it, I had a feeling we was going to win. I told everybody we was going to win. Because mm -hmm. that was my first 
actually cup final. And I wasn't going home without that trophy. All right. So not saying I went into the game saying, oh, I'm going to score 40. I just went in with the confidence saying that we was going to win. And we was going to take it however we needed to. And it just happened that after the first couple possessions, I seen a couple shots go in. And then they decided not to double me. And then that's when they fell in trouble. Yes, well, speak, well, speaking of that, you <laughs> forgot to mention that the 39 points was a cup uh, final record, and you scored 21 points in the first quarter. Just talk about that metric, because we all know that who was guarding. Do you remember who was guarding you? Yeah, I remember, but man, I'm, gonna, I'm not going. We're not going to do him like that. I'm not going to do him like that again. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. I'll try to bring him up every once in a while, but yeah. I mean, it was a rough day for him. But I mean, you can't just say it was on him, though, because it was on the whole team. The whole team didn't help him out, mm -hmm. and the coach didn't help him out. Yeah. So he yeah, did, he did what he could do, and he just. Got on the wrong side of it that day. Yeah, I mean, I just remember that quarter in particular, and and I guess the the, the thought process I think from from a coach's perspective was was that, that you're going to cool off at some point, and then it just di didn't happen. Uh, and and I remember those moments so vividly. You always pick up those kind of moments, and and I kind of found found myself for a moment just fanning. You know, I was just watching and thinking, <laughs> wow, you know, and I, and I think that everybody got caught up in that moment and got stuck. Yeah. And you were that allowed you to take advantage, you know? Yeah. And it, I mean, it's always good to get into that situation. And it just happened that it fell into a cup final. And that just made it even better. Didn't it? Incredible. And, and I'm screaming from the TV because I was playing for Guilford. And I'm like, double him. And they never sent in the nah, double until, the double. yeah, once you, once you get going like that, like it's, it's, it's too little, too late. And just talk about like, because I saw a couple of years ago um, some early footage of you and fans might not know this, but you was jumping out the gym, dunking on yeah. people. Just talk about how you was able to evolve your game over the years. I mean, it kind of happened when I started getting a couple injuries here and there. So ankle injury, knee injuries. So I would go home in the summer and I got to work on something else. Mm. I mean, if I can't jump and dunk over everybody, then I got to expand my game if I want to keep playing at a professional level. Mm -hmm. So that's what I went. I went home, got in the gym, started shooting, got my shot. A little, always had a little touch, yeah. but I got it a lot better. Mm. And then each summer I would add a move to my game. So I had a post, all right? So now I can bump you and fade. I can go the other way and fade. You take that away, I can spin baseline now. And I'm crafty enough that even though I'm not jumping as high anymore, yeah. I can still finish over people. Yeah. I mean, people forget I got a 7'3 wingspan, so I only got to jump forget. I only got to jump that high <laughs> to get above the rim anyway. So <laughs> don't, we know so. It. don't we know it? Uh, what do you think about this current unit? And do you think that they're missing that fear factor? Because you talk about that cup final and saying that you, you really felt like you were going to go and win it. I, I felt that in the line as we were going out into the game. I felt you guys were licking your lips and you wanted this moment. We were just a little bit nervous. And I think sometimes you've beaten teams by just coming into the gym. You know, there was an aura about you guys, the way that you For carried sure. yourselves. So mm -hmm. is that something that's missing right now? Or do you think it's just something that just needs to develop in a new way? They got to try to find their identity. Yeah. I don't think they have their identity yet. I agree. I mean, offensively and defensively. Mm -hmm. I mean, defensively, I think once you break them from the three-point line, they're kind of weak inside right mm -hmm. now. And they don't have that back line that's going to say, okay, yeah, we're going to pressure you and send you this way, but we're going to have somebody there. And when that person there, the next person's going to be there. And I don't think they have someone that's holding them accountable for not mm -hmm. being there. Mm. So once they figure that out and want to do it for each other, 
know what I mean, to help each other out, I think they're going to be a better team. Yeah. Well, what I, I think what I, what I think they're missing is somebody with a seven foot three wingspan that can stand <laughs> in the paint like this, and I can really? and I can scoot up on my man, and I can be aggressive because I knew that you was gonna be there, right. and people was gonna struggle to finish over you. But I mean, I know we all a bit older now. My legs tired. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Let's head back to the man, studio. Please. <laughs> <laughs> well, finally, Chuck, I want to finish things off with a fan question, and this question comes from Stephen Curtis, and he asks. As a veteran of the game in the BBL, what advice would you give to Javion? I mean, just, just stay consistent. Don't stop working. I mean, just keep expanding your game. You can't just take it for granted that, oh, I got a contract, so I'm good now. Nah, because you never know when it's going to end. So just keep working on your game. Keep adding stuff to your game. And just, just talk and try to be a leader on the floor. Yeah, that's great stuff. And, you, and this is coming from a guy who won the MVP. How old were you when you won your MVP? 39. 39 years old and won MVP of the off yeah, the bench, it? by the way. Oh, wow. people, people don't remember that off the bench. So um, incredible stuff. But let's fast forward things to week seven as things begin to heat up in the British Basketball League. And as you see those matchups there, Jay, which matchup are you most looking forward to? Well, it's Bristol hosting London. Um, you know, I've just enjoyed seeing everybody's best uh, when they come at this London team. Like we've obviously heard on the socials that Sheffield got it done today and, and managed to take down the Lions' big win. And Bristol are next up, and I, I'm just really intrigued at how they take that. And then also vice versa, London with this uh, European adventure. How are they managing those schedules, those players, those rotations? Interesting for me. Looking forward to seeing what happens. Well, guys, be sure to subscribe to the BBL's YouTube channel where you can catch all the action. And every Friday night, we got live coverage here on Sky Sports. But before we get out of here, let's take a look at the top 10 plays of the week. It didn't work. And here come the Patriots freshly on with a dunk straight away. Back into this game and... Some electrifying play from that man right there, Tukey James. Nelson Henry. Lovely pass towards McKenzie. Bonwash presents it to Sloan. He gets it to go, and he'll get the bonus opportunity at the line as well. That's what I'm saying. One of the key things now is the Eagles defense holding out and everybody working on their ball. Oh, wow, 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 wow. Makes the pass to Patrick Wheeling, gets it up on time. Off the glass of the buzzer! <laughs> Patrick Whelan! Uh oh, what a shot! And then off the backboard. Four heading into to the halftime talk. As we can see once again here, the lights coming on almost instantly after the ball goes through the hoop. So the ball inbounded. And it's Luke Nelson. Manchester showing a bit of matchup D. Costa Kufa sees the seam, attacks, goes up strong, has his shot rejected.
Bennett Cook screen and roll down the middle. Have your moment, because Patriots... <laughs> oh! Albisi, <laughs> Dusha, half court three to close things out. So some great plays there, Javion. What's your top play? Oh, I gotta week? go with the home team. I gotta go with Duke Shelton uh, going up there and get the lob at number seven. Yeah. So yeah, that's my top play. Yeah, that, that that was nasty. Are you being a little bit biased? Because I kind of like the LBC Dusha half court shot. Nah, I gotta go with the dunk. <laughs> the I gotta comeback go with the... half court shot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Comeback half court shot reply to the sorry move. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, hey guys, it's been a pleasure for you guys joining us today. Where can guys find you on the socials? Man, they can find me, I guess, on Instagram at Javon10. But only hit me up if someone offered me a 10-day contract. <laughs> Still wants find, to play. They can find me at jhamlet3 on Instagram. Well, it's been a pleasure, guys. Again, thank you guys for joining us today. Thanks, and thank you, for having me. thank you guys for tuning in. Um, you can find the BBL show on the BBL YouTube channel. So make sure that you subscribe and leave us a review. We read all the reviews there and you can catch us in a fortnight, different location, same time here on the show. The show. The show. The show. The show. <laughs>